It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. And I noticed on the intro, it says Angela Vathoukas, who's being replaced by Alex this week. How was that one? Good day, Alex. Very good. Good save. Good day, Brett. Good day, everyone watching. <laughs> so just quickly, I'm going to just quickly say this out there. Alex is sitting in the airport in Las Vegas, getting ready to Los come Angeles. Back. Los Angeles. In LA. Oh, you're at LAX. Okay. Mm, so you're mm, in LAX. Getting ready to come back to Sydney or come back to Australia um, mm. after attending CES. And I always start the year off with a CES show. That's kind of like my sign that I have to get back to work because um, there'll be lots of juicy uh, tidbits to talk about. So mm. you've got the mask on because obviously it's it's mandatory over there, um, which is good. And I'm hoping you've been safe and I'm hoping you've been cautious. And knowing you as well as I do, I'm sure the answers to that are yes. Um, yeah. as cautious as can be. So, yeah, Alex, and, and I, I think if you need a run, mate, if you just go by and off you go when they start calling your flight. <laughs> you don't, you don't, yeah. you've well, already look, boarding starts right? in half an hour. Boarding starts in half an hour. But right, uh, so that'll be, we might the, wrap up. But if that'll we don't, be first class, don't. that'll be business class. By the time they get to economy, we'll have plenty of time. But uh, yeah, look, right this, this airport is. No, no, I'm, I'm sitting further back because there's noise and there's all sorts, all sorts of things. But, um, that's the airport out there. I mean, the airport looks a bit empty. The airport in Las Vegas oh. was a lot busier um, because they've got flights traveling all around the country. But uh, yeah, that is, still, that is still empty. I mean, LAX is not a small airport. It's a, it's a hub. No, so, it's huge. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's get on to it and let's try and get you to be able to at least comment on as much of the things as we can. Um, I'm just going to go into this mode here because I have got a screen that I... You know, I've always had my screens. There's people that listen to us as a podcast and not as a vodcast, so they don't get to see the visual stuff. So CES, if you don't know, I don't know why you listen to the technology show because this is basically heaven and mecca for any tech geek out there. Um, it's the Consumer Electronics Show. It is in Las Vegas. Um, it has just ended, and that's why I put my banner up with CES because that's as close as I got to it. Alex, I got FOMO at the moment, mate, like you can't believe, but I know we'll chat about this on the show and offline as well. I do have to make a special mention. Um, our show sponsors, as you know, is TCL. I put a post out just on social last week, just as a bit of a warmer that I was going to be back on air from this uh, from today. And, um, you know, if 11 products weren't enough last year, TCL has gone and slated four straight away for launch this year. Um, we don't know when they're coming to Australia. I know that there's going to be a little bit of green appearing over here, right by my gills. Maybe I should put a mask on as well when you start telling me that you've actually touched these things. Because um, like, I don't normally review. I see you nodding. I don't normally review unless I've actually physically touched as well. But I do mm -hmm. need to make mention, as I said, that they are the sponsor of our show, thankfully. Um, Alex, I'm going to hand it over to you, mate. Um, rub it in. Tell me what you did or didn't get to touch out of the four and more that I didn't see. Sure, sure. Well, look, I mean, TCL in the US, they had their biggest stand ever. Actually, I took video of this. I haven't published it yet. I'll be publishing it later this week or early next week. I also interviewed one of the um, TCL representatives telling me about these devices. And I think we sort of skimmed over the TCL 30 V5G. And actually, one of the things I saw, so I'm balancing my laptop on my, um, All good. On the, on my bag here, but that TCL had a folding phone like Samsung's folding phone, right? But, right. So this is this is the Flip uh, Z3, and and TCL had one that looked very similar to it. And in fact, the crease—I've turned this off—but the crease that you can that you can feel as you put your—you can even probably see it there—was about eighty percent less noticeable. So the crease wow. was still there, but but it was much smoother. Now the phone was codenamed Chicago, and it's a working finished phone, but they're not going to launch it. And the reason why is because the price would be too high. For what I remember seeing so something about this. And in fact, I think Chicago was kind of teased at Mobile World Congress, although virtually last year already, that they were yeah. they had a scroller. They had, I mean, they've been involved in this tech for quite some time. As Look, you said, they just they're, they're a display company. They were, yeah. They're a display company. So they sort of did it for themselves to prove they could do it, which they did. But they want to get the price down to about six or $700 US, which would probably be closer to about 1000 Now, th these phones are about 1500 so they're looking yep. to launch a phone 
which would be, you know, what two thirds of the price of the Samsung. And Samsung, of course, could lower the price by then as well. But also the screen technology by that time will be thinner and flatter. So I didn't really get to see the TCL 30. I probably did, but there was, I mean, this is already, well, we'll you know, talk that about one that of the yes. World Congress comes as well, right? That's, That's it. Where I did get to see a launch here. I did get to see the next uh, 10 tablet. Now, right. originally that was pitched as not having a backlight, but the problem with not having a backlight is that you needed a light source to shine onto the device, which can be a bit annoying if you're not holding in the right spot, you're not getting the right sort of light. And I remember right. at the time when they gave us a briefing, which you were at as well, they were talking about how I was saying to them, I'm sure at the time, well, why don't you put a backlight in and let people turn it on or off? Anyway, they've been working on this for well over a year. And I got to see this particular unit. And the screen looks like a kind of more advanced version of um, an e-ink display. So it's full color. It's got the full resolution. It just doesn't have that really shiny brightness of LEDs or LCDs. Um, and But it does have a backlight. So when that comes out, it'll be much softer on your eyes. And, you, you know, you can just see that it doesn't look the same as an LCD, but it still looks perfectly good, kind of matte as opposed to glossy. I also saw the TCL book. Looks just like any other sort of laptop, no touchscreen, yep. uses the Qualcomm ARM processor. In fact, the one from 2020, I remember at the briefing, they were telling us not the one that was just launched. So that'll be good enough for everyday kind of office work. You won't want to be playing any really uh, advanced games on it because it won't have the path of that. But for Word, Excel, browsing, Facebook, schoolwork, simple games. Yeah, basically, that would be a Chromebook kind of competitor, right? It's been yeah, positioned. Yeah, with Windows 11, that long battery life. Yeah, long battery life, um, yep. you know, in affordable pricing. We're yet to see what they're going to come out with in Australia for the pricing. Sorry about this noise. I'm in an airport. And it's the, all good. The, 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 coolest thing, all <laughs> the coolest thing was the TCL Nextwear Air. So a pair of glasses you put on. They're still yep. a little bit thicker, right, on, on the side, but they're definitely smaller and lighter. Well, they're not smaller, but they're thinner and lighter than the version that was first launched, the original Nextwear Air. And you could actually snap on and snap off uh, two types of front-facing glasses. Now, you can see on the left-hand side there, they look a bit like Ray-Bans. Like Ray-Bans, so that, yeah. That, yeah, a bit like Ray-Bans. So they look a lot more like normal sunglasses when you look at them front-on. And when right. you put it front-on, you plug it into a phone, you can see the phone vertically or you can turn it horizontally. The glasses can also be 3D, not that people are doing much 3D anymore. And so when you put those glasses on, it sort of blacks it out and you can have another clip on a pair of glasses where it's see-through. So you can look out and look down, even though you're going to be focusing on your screen or this way or that way. And, um, you know, they still plugs in via USB-C, but it's just, it's a next generation. Now, the only thing that I noticed was that it seemed to be quite easy to accidentally pop those front-facing glasses off. I was sort of saying, well, if you're ever going to redesign this, try and make it so that you can somehow clip it on so it stays on. You can't sort of flick it off by accident. And look, that was a demo version at CES. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like that when it launches. But the three products that I did see were very impressive from the brief time that I had with them. And TCL also sells, besides not just TVs, but refrigerators and washing machines and air conditioners. I mean, I they're basically that. When I was, another when version I was of Samsung. watching some of the live shows. They'd set up like a living room. And I mean, you know as well from yeah. some of the brief, briefings we've been to, as media here in, in Australia, they've been talking about the home for a while and they've been introducing products. We've seen mesh wireless extenders. We've seen a 5G modem. I don't know if that's come here. I had the privilege of playing with it. So they've been moving into this home environment and I actually saw it look like a robotic um, vacuum cleaner set up there as well. So it's very interesting to see how they're becoming a household brand, which makes sense given that the, the, the heart of the home is the TV. Like that's where we congregate. So all these hmm. devices that can now interact with it. Um, well, I must say, looking at their TV screens as well, the new um, 8K versions that they were showing. And again, the thing with TCL is that they sell top quality products at a mid-tier price. That's what's, always, hmm. like you've said, they didn't release the Chicago because they can't get it to the pricing point that they're known for. But I saw something that was about six or, or 8,000 US for their 98-inch 8K TV. I mean, it's, that's ridiculously cheap. Yeah, even when you convert to Australia, what's that? Eight mm. is 14 thousand dollars for a 98-inch 8K. We don't have anything like that yet. 
you know. So yeah, and yeah obviously we will in a couple that. of years, but but yeah, TCL is definitely doing strong competition, and I'm sure they'll launch a lot of their home appliances, connected home appliances, in you know the months and years to come. Because it's you know you look at Samsung, you look at LG, look at the strength that they have with all of their platforms. Everything interoperates as a big ecosystem, and TCL is a Chinese company who has a lot of uh, manufacturing prowess. You know they own their own factories for the TVs. They're vertically integrated. I mean, there that's a very strong position to be in. You're not having to rely upon somebody else to be the manufacturer. Now, of course, they use Qualcomm chips, they use other chips, they use technologies from everybody that they don't make it all themselves. But um, yeah, TCL is uh, definitely uh, doing well. And as I as they were telling me, this is the biggest stand that they had ever at CES. And and I was sort of joking. Oh, is this because a bunch of companies pulled out? And they said, no, no. You know, just, we have to plan this a year in advance. We have to. Yeah. They have to plan it months in advance. So they yeah. had already planned to have this giant stand long before anyone else pulled out. So um, yeah, impressive stuff. And. Uh, you know, you can share the video that I did with the TCL people Definitely on your show will. next week. Definitely will. I brought this up. I want to let me bring up my screen and I'll, I'll talk through it for the listeners that are listening, because this is something yeah. I'd love your opinions on. Right. So what I have up on the screen now is the new Asus or Asus, however you want to pronounce it, the ZenBook 17 Fold. And I thought I'd put this here because I knew that folding would come into the discussion somewhere along today's show. Mm. Now, mm. when I initially looked at this, and, th and this is my opinion, okay, so it's a 17-inch equivalent of a, a, a notebook that can be configured and bent into multiple different formats. Now, in the position where they've bent it upwards so that it looks like it could be a laptop, I believe the bottom section can become a virtual keyboard, but it is supplied with an external keyboard. Here's what I would like to have seen. And I don't know if you got to see this device if you made it through the stand. But for me, what it would have been an absolute win is if that keyboard actually could sit on top of the folded section so that it feels like a laptop when you type on it, as opposed mm. to typing on a virtual screen, touchscreen type environment. Because honestly, I cannot touch on a touchscreen. Uh, I type, sorry, on a touchscreen. It just, there's no feedback. You're, I mean, you're a journalist. For anyone who doesn't know who you are, I mean, you're the senior editor of ITY. Your livelihood is typing on keyboards. That, that's what you do. So sitting and touching on, trying to type on a, on a touch screen doesn't make sense. And now you've got to carry an extra peripheral around with you. Did you get yes. to see this device? Did you play with it? Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, but I did read. And look, they'll be bringing this to Australia for sure. And, and we'll be seeing it there. But when you fold it up, the 17-inch the display folds. You can see it's quite thick there because it's got yeah. two halves. But um, it folds into uh, basically something that's about the size of an A4 sheet of paper. Now, your right. idea of the keyboard attaching on top of the screen is something that Microsoft demonstrated with its Surface Neo. Back in 2019, right. they had the okay. Surface Duo, which they launched. Right. But if you go to YouTube and you look for the Surface Neo, which never got launched, was meant to come with Windows 10X, which has morphed into Windows 11. That was a device similar to this, a bit smaller. But the keyboard could sit at, on the second display further down or further up, and you could use the top part of the display that wasn't, or the bottom part, whichever way you place the keyboard, as a giant touch bar. I mean, the video was insane. It's a, a fantastic-looking product that Microsoft never launched, a little bit like their Courier tablet from well over a decade ago now. And, I mean, I've been looking, waiting. Look, I'm a Mac user. Uh, you know, I only use Windows to help people <laughs> fix Windows problems. And, um, you know, the, some of the hardware that's out there is quite incredible hardware and uh, very, you know, very, very desirable hardware. But the problem is it doesn't run Mac OS. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, someone said to me that day when I talked about the, I think it was when I posted last week about the TCL um, book, you know, the, 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 the new Go, the 14 Go that's coming out, you know, am I now going to change over onto, onto Microsoft, onto Windows? Because, you know, they're a show sponsor. And my answer was quite simple. The was, answer is I'm no. more than happy to run the show <laughs> from the unit yeah. because I know it can. Yeah. But mm. for, and, and I mean, this is the one, wonderful thing about having TCLs as sponsors. They've never ever turned around and said, oh, you have to only use our devices. They know I'm an mm. Apple user. Mm. I have an Apple iPhone. I have a TCL mm. as well. That's my Android phone. Um, you know, but the thing is, it's, I would run the show from the book, but I would never give up Mac OS. It doesn't matter how incredible the device is. 
I like you, use Mac OS. Um, I, you can jump in at any time that you want with things that, that you know, you've seen that I didn't see. I've just put a couple of slides together said that I, I came across. I thought this was quite cool, and especially going into green and sustainability. This is Samsung's new remote. Now, yeah. put so let, let me explain. Last year, yeah. this remote came out, and it was charged by solar energy. And, of course, a lot of people that's said, well, hey. back panels are, right? That's what you can see on the picture. Well, that's it, yeah. The, the, the remote, you know, the, but the thing is, if a lot of home theatre systems are in dark rooms. There's, you know, how much light are you getting from the TV? And, um, and so it's a great idea, but, you know, you'd want to be able to manually charge it somehow. Now They the, do, though. The, Apparently, they do the, with the USB-C now. Yeah, which would make sense. With a rechargeable. I mean, you, you'd have, that's how the Apple one works with lightning, and that's how Correct. various remote controls work. The one they launched this year does something quite special, and that is it harvests RF energy from your Wi-Fi router to ah. recharge the batteries. So it's obviously not enough to power your phone or recharge your phone, or at least they haven't launched a phone that can do that yet. And it doesn't require any special base station from what I could understand. It just simply harvests the energy that's traveling through the air, which is incredible. And it's something that's and that been could be spoken working about. because there's ambience and you're not using the remote at the day while you're at work, so it, it does make sense, right? Well, even if you have, as long as you have your Wi-Fi on at home, it's always broadcasting the signal, and right. that device can harvest that energy and you know turn it into power to recharge the internal batteries. Now, um, you know, so just quickly, there were some other wireless power companies there. There's one called Ossia, O-S-S-I-A. I actually interviewed them back in 2016, and they okay. were talking about the age of wireless you know, charging was, was imminent. And in fact, another company I interviewed called Energus, E-N-E-R-G-O-U-S. They were heavily rumored in 2018 to be working with Apple so that Apple could launch a, uh, an iPhone that could be charged wirelessly uh, through the air as opposed to having to put it onto a pad. Now, the problem is that it never arrived. And we did see last year some demonstrations from Lenovo slash Motorola, which is now the same company. And they basically yeah. had a little router-type box that could transmit the, the power wirelessly to a phone. Uh, but if somebody walked in front of it, the power stopped. And so the technology exists to do this, but it will still be a few years before it's commercialized. And what they talked about, the companies, you could have these little price tags that could sit on the shelf of your store and the price tag could display the latest price. It could display a personalized price if it was able to interact with your phone and know who you were. Uh, it could be updated instantly, uh, and it would have no battery inside of it at all because a little Wi-Fi-style power router sitting on the wall would broadcast the power into that space and, and power all the screens on all of those devices. You could also have an RFID-style tag that was using this technology and so you could do instant stock takes. You could know where the items were in the store. You could know how many items that somebody might have in the change room. And you could also, with you know, working with some sort of payment system, if somebody walked out the store, as long as you were an account holder, they could just automatically charge all of your devices. So they were saying that this is the decade of yeah. wireless power. And just like it took Wi-Fi quite a few years to sort of really kick off, I mean, by 2030, all of our devices... Well, hopefully, or many people will have devices that are receiving power wirelessly, either with a very small battery, because you only need a small battery, um, because you're receiving power directly over the air, or with no battery at all, because it's using a supercapacitor to store that energy and then send it. So I've got a couple of interviews with those guys. Um, right. Very cool. I, I'd, I saw I'd the be beer. very interested to see that, because the, the one question that, and I think Gal actually asked it is, you know, what does that do to our brains? I mean, we're sitting on our well, couch and we've got this wireless energy charging device. So if you've got your phone, I mean, I've got my phone here and it's being charged because the device doesn't know. And I'm, I'm taking charge straight to the head. Uh, you know, that's something that's going to be quite interesting to see. One of the things that I spoke to Ossia about was that in 2016, they had zero international certification. Today, they're certified in 45 countries. Let's look about one yeah, watt of power, five watts of power being sent. And and I specifically said, you know, is this frying the body? And of course, of course, they said no. Well, they're going to say no, the, same as 4G yeah, and 5G and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, clearly, if it really was, you know, zapping people, it would become a big problem and people would be getting cancer left, right and centre and would be a yep. giant scandal. So, you know, I mean, this is probably one of the reasons why it's taken so long. I mean, I said to them, look, I interviewed you in 2016. Here we are in 2022 and, you know, can I buy one of these? No. I mean, when are we going to have it? And, and yeah. you know, the Energist guy was showing me the, the little chipsets that were in use and both companies talked about various um, partners that have got and customers that are implementing this. So definitely this is here now. It's 2022. Over the next few years, it's going to be widely rolled out. And, um, you know, just imagine if you had to grab your laptop or your phone and place it onto a... Um, uh, your router to get wireless transmission. But that's how we do it these days with wireless energy. We have yeah. to get, grab something and stick it on, and then it's charging. It should be happening wirelessly. So you've, way, got a a new, you've got a new toy there that's using MagSafe. Yeah. That's right. Socket <laughs> wasn't at this show. This was actually announced at CES last year, virtually. Yeah. And I've been waiting for it to arrive. I mean, the MagSafe, the PopSocket people in Australia did send me some PopSockets. I kept asking for this one and they kept yeah. sending me other ones and, and not this one. So when I saw this at JB Hi-Fi before I left, $49.95, I bought it straight away. So you need to have a MagSafe case and this yeah. connects to that by MagSafe. And then it's a Mag. So the good thing is you can take it off and use it with any uh, wireless charger. Whereas yeah, the, regular, the regular pop socket, the new ones, they stick so – they used to be able to peel it off very easily and stick it down there. But now the glue is so strong – that if you do peel it off, it leaves a gluey mess, and I hate that. So um, uh, I, I love my little mag sack. But it, they do say don't hold it like this because it, it can come off. But it's it's pretty hard to take it off. But look, I've got more stats and I can share. Well, I'm going to. I know that you know one of the things that you covered when you went over was um, you know healthcare and specifically because you know we both sit on the ASCA board. Um, mm. Before I actually go in there, there's a question that's come through that's that um, they use changing magnetic fields and not radio wave frequency waves, I believe. So it should be safe. So there we go. Um, and you can use WD-40 to get rid of your gluey mess. Well, thanks for this. Yeah, our listeners are helpful as well. So um, let me just go back and did you see this? Because what I was saying is that, you know, one of the things that you went across with was with ASCA. So looking at seniors and obviously seniors' well-being and health with technology. I found a couple of products. So the Aura ring came out a little while ago, which was a smart ring that would measure heart rate and so on. This is a competitor. It's called the Movano ring. And basically, it, it will do the same things that the Aura ring does. It measures your sleep patterns and all that via its app. However, it also looks at heart and diabetes management. Now, I don't know how it manages sugar with a ring, but it is what it is, and maybe it's picking up body temperatures because your insulin's low or high. Again, one of the things that I'll definitely follow this year, because I, I like this type of technology. Um, I find the wearables market very interesting and there hasn't been a lot of innovation in it, but I think they could. And, I, and I'm going to quickly click the screen for those that aren't, that aren't watching. There was a ring. Um, there's a scale from Wildings. Now, Wildings is not a new brand. They've now gone and put an ECG. I believe they're the first scale to have an ECG reader in it. So you jump on them in the correct. morning to, to do your weight. And now and you can see that ECG. table there. You, you yeah. can pull this table out from the, from the unit up to right. about you know, a meter and a half or thereabouts. And as you're pulling it up, it's using sensors in the handles oh, to do six, okay. six points. Six points. It's a six-lead um, system, whereas on your Apple Watch or your Samsung Watch, it's only a one-lead system. Now, I, I did interview the people from Wirelinks. They gave me a demo of that. And also, another company that I talked to, they had a Fitbit-style device, so thinner than your Apple Watch, more like the original Fitbits. And that's the world's first device that can do blood pressure. And it's doing blood pressure multiple times a day, over 24 hours. So it's constantly monitoring your blood pressure, sending it to an app. So they're using sensors that are not available in smartphones to do that. So I, don't, I doubt that little ring can, can do the and do the no. actual it's it's not no, it's no. not just you know, your pulse it's it's actually you know knowing your blood pressure and uh, that's a couple hundred bucks that's to buy they're going to your even the apple watch it can't tell you blood pressure it no. can read your Apparently, heart rate the samsung one can but it requires you to input the data either from a connected um 
connected the blood pressure monitor or well yeah well i mean the other thing is you, you can take a reading with a cuff and then it has a baseline in which it can detect your um, blood pressure but again it's only doing it infrequently whereas this other device which i have a video interview of which will get published but you know they're also doing work with people in australia so that's something that people can buy now would be excellent for seniors i did find a whole bunch of other things for seniors but there was one gadget talking about covid and it, yeah. it's like a mask a plastic mask that you put on your face like the um, oxygen mask but then it's got a handle and you breathe into this device and it instantly tells not 15 minutes instantly tells you whether you have COVID or not. The device wow. is from memory two or $300. It's going to be launching this year. It has a little cassette that costs $39 US and it's good for 200 uses. So you can just hold this mask to your face, breathe into it, and it will tell you straight away whether you have COVID or not. And as soon as it arrives, as soon as it launches, I reckon it'll sell out globally because um, yeah. it's much so much better and quicker than a rapid antigen test. Well, if you take, I mean, you've been away for the last week or so. You, you haven't. I've been doing rapid shopping, The shopping, uh, the shelves, sorry, in the shops are empty, and that's because yeah. the key people, the logistics people, have got COVID, so they can't come yeah. to work and they can't drive, and they. So that mask would tell you straight away. You know, you don't, you don't have yeah. to wait for tests. So it's a very clever idea, and this is what I'm saying: the wearables and health tech side of things, especially given the fact that we've been in a pandemic for two years. And we'll have an endemic for at least two, three, four years, um, you know, moving forward. Um, I, I found lots of other weird and wonderfuls, and I know we're going to run out of time, but please tell me, did you get to see this? So for the listeners that are not watching, I've just brought up Sony's new concept called the Vision S2, the smart car. I know you saw the BMW with the, with the color changing. And it, a lot of, that, was very, that was all over. I mean, people were sharing that left, right, and center. But I loved this vehicle, not so much because it's the best looking shape I've ever seen. In fact, I've got a couple of slides of it just so that for those that are watching, I mean, it, mm. that whole sunroof concept, you know, what they call the moonroof at night. Moonroof, uh, yeah. Seven, the seven-seat config. Look at those screens. Now, Sony is also a tech and screen company, right? So it would make sense mm. that it has this type of digital and digitization inside it. Um, yeah. it's just a beautiful looking vehicle. I mean, I'm clicking through the sides mm. by click right there, the flat. Did you get to see this as well as the BMW or did you only get not, to see not in the... Not in person, unfortunately, not in person. But, but I did hear about it. People were talking about it. And yeah. I mean, it's not available to buy yet. You know, it's something they're no, working on. And I don't know if and... it will come out, Alex. You know, the Apple car has been rumored for ages as well. Sure, so... sure. But that, that whole concept of a, a dashboard that goes, you know, the, the whole length of the dash, yeah. I mean, there were other people who had similar styles of dashes. So, the in, I mean, BMW had that as well. If you, I mean, one thing I would suggest, although you might have seen some of the color-changing video clips um, on the news or, you know, on Twitter or TikTok or wherever of the BMW car, go and watch the actual BMW keynote. I mean, if you just type in ITY CES yeah. 2022 BMW, I've got it there, but you can just go to YouTube type in BMW CES 2022 keynote because I just embedded it from YouTube. And they're showing you the inside of the car. They're showing you how the whole car, the lights in the car, and the, the images you're seeing, everything can be customized because it's all about personalization these days and the experience of being in this inside. You know? And um, it looks very similar to what you saw there. And it's, it's a little bit like having a Nokia from the year 2000 compared to an iPhone 13 Pro Max. I mean, there's yeah. both make phone calls. <laughs> both, you know, both will get you from A to B if they're cars. But they're yeah. two vastly different experiences. And, um, I mean, incredibly impressive. And, of course, the BMW one is electric, and I'm assuming that, that Sony one is electric too. Yeah, it's electric, but it watch, also it's going to have, have to watch um, PlayStation in it, and it's going to, yeah, you know, yeah. 5G and cloud connectivity. So, you know, what excites me about Tesla is that Tesla was built as a technology product that is a car, mm. not a car mm. that is an electronic car, you know, like the others have done, yeah. like VW, BMW, that are car manufacturers that are making EVs. Mm. What Sony's done here is they've, they're a tech company that's made an EV, not the other way around. So that's why I like to which, follow which the tech, is, you know. Right. Which is what Apple, uh, Apple is doing too. And, I mean, you know, Samsung has already made trucks in Korea for years. So I'm sure they're cooking up a car. 
they're, they're already in the, the automotive, you know, business. As I said, yeah. in, in Korea, the trucks have Samsung. They're Samsung made. The, a truck is in, as industrial device is very different to um, a consumer device. Hundred percent. Are they calling you? Well, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it. Keep going. Keep going. <clears throat> well, while we while we've got you now. As you know, and as the listeners know, I love gaming. I mean, I'm, it's, it's a big part of our lifestyle. My son is a, a gamer. Um, although I don't have a Windows machine to game on, uh, I'm a console player. This is a really sexy piece of kit. I mean, Razer in the gaming industry is a huge brand. You know, and it's come from, well, come from nowhere and really, really rose up the ranks in the last three, four years. Did you get to see this project, Sophia? No, I didn't. I didn't get to see that. I didn't. Go, I didn't walk past. Yes, yes. You saw oh, well, I've got, I've got, I would have seen. I've got, I've got <laughs> dozens and dozens. Well, the thing is, you know, it's, it's been since 2018 since I was there last. And right. I mean, I didn't know Razer was having this device there. I did walk past the Razer stand. I took some. I took some videos. I'm walking past. But I mean, I've got dozens and dozens of videos of things that I saw. And um, all sorts of, I mean, I'm just this, starting with I mean, this, 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 this technology, I mean, they may, they may have talked about it, may have demoed it, but when are, when are you going to be able to buy it? I mean, one thing that no, I did say, this. this is bragging, but, right? This is to show. But what one, one thing, one thing that I did say as an example was Doosan. It's a Korean company that bought the Bobcat brand. So Bobcats right. are those little you know, mini tractors that are very compact and small. And they had this new one that was totally, fully electric. They had no hydraulics. It was all with actuators and stuff. So it only needed one quart of some sort of liquid as opposed to 57 gallons of hydraulic fluid and obviously no diesel. It's, so it was 10 times quieter. And the coolest thing about this, besides being able to have all these attachments that were non-hydraulic, besides being 10 times quieter, besides being able to remote control other Bobcat devices, even if they're across the country with 5G, Instead of having a display like you saw in those, you know, BMW or Sony cars, they have the, the, the screen in front of you, the windshield, that was a transparent OLED. So things are popping up on the screen in front of you and you're just tapping them on the screen in front of you. I mean, Very cool. they even worked with a company called Moog or Mook or something. It's all in the, the video that I've recorded that I'm going to publish. And that company, they said, you probably never heard of us, but they actually helped NASA to build a the rovers that were on the moon. So I was imagining that these little electric bobcats are going to be what's going to be on the moon or on Mars because they're electric. You don't have to worry. I mean, there's plenty of solar energy up in space, right? I don't know well, how much wind there is, but there's plenty of solar. <laughs> and you don't have what, to worry about hydraulics. describing shows you how yeah. long tech actually takes to go from concept to mainstream because, That's I mean, right. remember the movie Minority Report where they had those see-through mm. OLEDs and they were touching and moving things around. And then there's been a lot of movies since then that have done it's that. Been 20, it's been 20 years, and we now have it. Yeah. So it's taken that, that is cool, because, I mean, that's what the whole concept of the heads-up display, and is that your flight? <laughs> I'm going to just keep checking. The last thing no, we want to do is There's a big long line over there. You can see the big long okay, line. Okay, well, let them stand so, there. I, I'm, 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 I'm on the very last row. I chose that on purpose, because the last row, if the flight's not full, guess what? You get the poor man's business class seat because you can sleep across the three seats. That's what I did on the way here, and that's what I want to do on the way back. You get the Unfortunately, you do. You do. But the thing is, I've got noise cancelling headset, but when you're lying on it on your side, you know, on the pillow, it's a bit hard. And the thing is, unless you're in business, you've got to get in your pants and you can sleep. I've got the buds. But the thing is, unless you're in business class, you're going to be woken up by yeah. jolts and bolts and no, 100%, so, you know, no. at least you can lie down so that's 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 my plan <laughs> well, while i've got you on the screen just in case you did get called what resonated for you i mean i don't need to i've got slides and comments and weird and wonderfuls but you know what what were some of the winners or standouts for you because clearly we've both got very different stuff well i mean again i've got um several dozen videos but i do have to have a special shout out to road road microphones are yeah. Oh, with the line. R O D E. It's very yeah, hard to I say had, that with your mask on. That's it. Road. R O D. I have that one clipped on here. Actually, I have this fish type um, uh, mask that um, has this section that goes across the front here, and and there's a section I could clip the. I mean, I should have clipped a little road microphone 
to that side or this side on this mask. I had this mask on most of the time. I got this other fish style mask somewhere else in one of the stands. But the, the person that I was interviewing, I had the road microphone on the stick with the little puffer thing on top that stops the wind noise and the plosives when you speak. And I got the person to hold it, sort of not too low, not too high. And if I didn't have those microphones, the one that I had on my lapel and the one that I was using for them to hold and record, it just would have been probably too noisy because the iPhone 13 Pro Max is able to record 360-degree sounds, right? You record the sound in front of you. It always used to be the case that it was very directional. Now, I also yeah. had a Rode mic that you plugged into the side of your iPhone, and that's a directional mic, which I used when I was recording presentations. But um, being able to record and, and have the other person be heard very clearly was a huge benefit. If I didn't have that, it just wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. And look, I, I saw it was a dog collar that is able to obviously track your dog via GPS. It doesn't use shocks, but it uses little vibrations to get your, to train your dog not to go out of a geofence. Like yeah, that. I don't, yeah, like that. Yeah, but they don't shock the dog. So you could yeah. also use it for um, to train your dog not to bark. But again, you'd, you'd have to train the dog in that regard. Now, that is only available in the U.S. with AT&T, but it is um, going to be uh, available through Telstra. The, work, the talking to Telstra is trying to make it available because the SIM card is internal and cannot be removed. But right. it looked like an excellent product. Because I, I remember talking at a previous um, Asper closing keynote five, six years ago about the GPS dog tag. And again, it's taken several years for it to come come to life and you do have to charge this uh, dog collar every day or two or three days. I can't remember what it was now, but it, it obviously connects to an app. It tells you when the battery is going flat and if the dog's in the distance, you can actually turn a light on. So the, the collar is shining a light so you can see your dog from a distance. Oh, that's quite so, clever. Um, so yeah, they've got some clever, cool, clever little things. I saw a, another mm. company headed up um, by, the former CEO of Motorola in Australia, Danny Adamopoulos. I'm forgetting the name of the company, but they make all their technology in India. And they've got smartphones and they've got laptops, Core i3. I mean, it's like a TCL competitor. And, but they're, they're coming from Indian factories, although they're an American company, apparently. So that's going to be a competitor in Australia. We're going to have more competition in the Australian market, which is good. I can't complain with that. And um, oh, I saw the Colop. It's a little printer, but it, it looks like one of those rubber stamps. But you could just yeah. move it across paper, and it's and it's a little tiny inkjet printer. So it can print any um, anything you want, anything that you can load into your phone, any graphics, any text, and it, and it just prints out. You just run it across the sheet of paper, and it's printing, 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 printing. So you could even print things on your T-shirt, and because the ink is water-based ink, you can wash it out and print something again. You can print your own, you know, logo of your restaurant on on little. Serviettes. I mean, that was quite cool. Today's to special, and then you wash it in tomorrow's special. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, I mean, look, uh, uh, in, on by next week, I'll have all the videos up, and uh, if cool. you just type in ITYCS 2022. But I saw a whole stack of really, really cool things. I mean, I just every time I stop, Targus has got well, that's the new thing, though, right? keyboards and mice. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, that's what I'm saying. There is so much to take so in. Much. I mean, oh, you can go true. from the I mean, gate open to gate close and you won't see it all. You won't see it all. Look, Targus has this new range of keyboards and mice that have an antibacterial coating on them. So when you use them, it does take about an hour for the um, antibacterial effect to take place. But they also had this gadget that was about this, it was about the length of your keyboard, and it looks like, like a low-rise desk lamp. But what it's doing is every hour it is, sh it is shining UVC light on your keyboard and mouse to sanitize the area on your desktop that you use to type on. And they also had um, bags that had um, UV, uh, sorry, antibacterial coating in them. So these antibacterial coatings are going to be everywhere. I'm sure that in the next year or two, if, if most many of the phones that come out, I mean, I, for example, have the these um, Cases, many of these cases now have an antibacterial coating, and it goes the same with the, the screen. Many of the screen protectors are now antibacterial as well. So, this is something I've often said well, how come it's not being built directly into or onto our devices? The Dynavolt has come out with new laptops that now have this antibacterial coating, 
And uh, Targus is now coming with keyboards and mice to do the same thing. We're going to see it from everywhere. I mean, health was a yeah. big thing. Razor also announced a new one of its um, uh, masks with the twin filters with the that. RGB lights. We've got a new Pro well. version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, eight hours of battery life to filter the air in the middle of it. The only downside is that they promised that the masks were N95 grade and somebody called them out. They're not in N95 grade. And so that claim has been taken away. So we've lost your video there. I don't know if we've lost you there. But, uh, yeah, we've lost Alex for a second. But it's fine. The show will go on. I'm sure you'll rejoin us and I'll bring him back in. So while he's uh, coming back or connecting back, this collar was actually very similar to what he was describing. It was It's made by a company called Invoxia, which not many people have heard of. I've been very fortunate and I still use it. I have a device called a Tribi, which is like an Alexa-based device that sits on my fridge. They don't make it anymore, so it's a collector's item, and it still works. Um, but they've always been involved in this innovation. But what this does is it actually tracks your dog's walking, its heart rate, um, respiratory rate, sleep analysis. So, you know, if, you're, if, if your dog's not feeling well, you'll probably get that feedback um, before things got bad. Um this was very cool. So this is called the Lily Lamp, and it's been designed. It, it sends these little flashes of light that the naked human eye can't see. But what it does is it stops what's called the mirroring effect for people that suffer with dyslexia. So they can use this to be able to read better and more efficiently and, you know, obviously overcome um, the dyslexic component when they try and read. So, again, going back into the health and, and, and wellness side of things, <clears throat> I wish Alex was on the call for this because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, phones generally aren't launched at um, CES. They teased, and then we wait for Mobile World Congress. But this is called the Cir Circle Phone, but it's spelled weirdly. It's like CY. I think Alex is joining us again. Um, let's bring Alex back in. Alex, I'm so glad you came back in because as I clicked on this slide, I was trying to say I wish you were here for this. This is called the super phone, number two. Now, what scares me is that they made number one because <laughs> like it's the most yeah. impractical looking thing I've impractical. ever seen. Look, look, Nokia had the Taco. It was a phone that looked a bit like a Taco. And the reason why was because it had controllers to play games. Yeah, but that um, makes and sense. You could, this is and just... you, could put, you, could, you could put little patches into it. The problem is you had to hold it to your face this way. You didn't hold it to your face, but you hold it to your face like that. So it was one of the, it was a pre-iPhone device. Yeah, that I remember was a that. Great idea. They even made it was called the Engage. You had the Engage too. Yeah, but it was it was it was a failure. But yeah, this this circular phone is just nonsense. I didn't see that. I mean, you should and take I've the given, TCL logo off the screen time. I've given it more screen time than it actually deserves. I was going to say you should take the TCL <laughs> logo off because people will think it's TCL and it's not. <laughs> now, this one, I don't know if you got to see this, but this was really impressive because you were talking about Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi being everywhere. We talked about wireless charging, as in wireless charging. So this is a light bulb for those, again, people are listening and not watching. It's a light bulb that actually measures your heart rate. It monitors your heart rate. Well, so you listen, I have to go very shortly, but let me tell you that there was a, one of the technologies I saw was a radar. So it was a gadget that you stick above your bed, and it's yeah. using radar to check your heart rate and all your other um, vitals whilst you're asleep or, you know, in particular parts of the, your house, like in the bedroom. And I just took some video of this. The company had the Xander Cardian, right? And I said, sounds like Cardian, sounds like Kardashian. You know? But if they, um, they plug these little, just a little orb that sits on the wall, but it's using radar technology to check all these vitals. So we are seeing some really innovative and, yeah. and new applications for technology that is really quite amazing. But look, I better get going because the line's getting shorter and shorter. Awesome. And uh, got to the plane. Well, so look, there's, yeah, I say thing, CES, is, CES is so big that you've got to, I mean, when I go next year, I'm going to do 10 times the planning I did this time to really not, because there's so many areas, even the show had half the exhibitors and one quarter of the number of, of attendees, but it was yeah. still massive, giant. And you've got to be quick. And I'm, I'm filming everyone that I talk to so yeah. that I can capture their pitch, their spiel, and I can ask a few questions. So the experience you'll get of my trip through three CES, I'm, obviously I missed 
quite a lot of things, but it's it's but it'll it's it'll be unique, and so yeah. you'll get a, a view into I have the, the same problem with mobile device. The three days is not enough. You know, you got to really no, and that's the them. thing. CES was meant to be four days, Jan yeah, five, six, it, seven, right. eight, and they cut it by one day. I mean, that was so annoying because yeah. I would have used that day. But look, I can see the lines getting really short, so I've got to go. So We're going to let you so go, mate. Be on, I'll catch I'll, up with you when you're back. We'll have another. We'll have another catch up on the show as well. Okay. Thanks thank for making you. the time. Bye bye. See you later. Thank you. See ya. Cheers, cheers. Right. So yeah, singlet light bulb uh, using Wi-Fi monitoring, etc. I mean, it got an innovation award, so that tells you that it's you know it's definitely what CES is all about, which is innovation. On that same note, I think there was a sex toy last year that won an innovation award and then had it taken away and then had it reinstated, and you can actually get that same toy on uh, the SME Mall. If you go and look at for Delora, I think it is something like a D I L O R N A. <clears throat> what else did I find yet? Okay, so I mentioned the shells being run out. This is one of those things where I just have to sit down and go, wow. So, what we're looking at is a, a receptacle that connects to your phone that you put your toilet paper on. That when it runs low, it sends you a message saying toilet paper running low. Now, we've all had that moment when we've maybe been in the bathroom and run out of toilet. Hopefully, there's been someone you can call that can help you out. If not, don't want to hear about it. But um, yeah, like, do we, re is this not just pushing smart devices way beyond the point of actually needing them? I'm going to get off that one very quickly. Uh, well, there's the toilet rolls. I mean, what happens now when it alerts you, you go and buy your toilet rolls and you get there and you see that there's no toilet rolls available. Um, <laughs> so the weird and wonderful is right. She has a mask. This is called the Lululab Lumine Smart Mirror. And what it does is you put this diver mask face thing looking thing on and it analyzes your skin for you and it tells you what products you should be using is your skin dry is your skin oily um do you have blemishes do you not have blemishes oh, i don't know i don't think it i don't think it looks for anything sinister which i think would be really cool like if they could maybe look at things like moles or bumps and just maybe look at those using a bit of ai and say hey mate maybe you should check that out but it is what it is, and I wanted to show a couple of weird and wonderfuls as well. I mean, I showed the circle phone. This one, I wish Alex had still been on the call, because, again, going back to the work that we do with ASCA and seniors, not just in Australia, but, I mean, globally. So this is a product called a welt, so belt with a W instead of a B. Um, not a new product. They came out a couple of years ago. I think I saw welt, and the idea was to actually measure your waist and your weight management. That was what it was all about. So if your belt got tighter, um, you were obviously picking up weight. We're giving an alert, maybe suggest a diet product or diet regime or workout regime. I don't know what, what it did or didn't do. I um, I didn't try the product. Why I'm, I've brought it back in and what they showed off at TCL, uh, sorry, at CES this year, I'm reading TCL on the screen. This now has full detection. So this now takes the product from being a nice health monitoring device to, in my opinion, necessity. A lot of older people still wear belts. You know, the kids today have their pants round down by their knees. Um, but if you're going to be wearing a belt, my father-in-law, for example, is about to turn 83 years old. He's a fan of the show and he often watches and listens and comments. Um, he wears a belt. To give him a product like this makes a lot of sense. If the man falls, God forbid, and can't get to a phone or doesn't have full detection alert, his belt will actually send a signal to whomever he's pre-programmed it. So this is definitely a product that I think is not just a weird and wacky innovation. And I really do hope that Welt does bring this to market. As I said, I wasn't there, wasn't able to talk to them. So I don't know if um, it is coming to market. I think the last thing that I got on was I always like to do an app on the technology show. Haven't done, you know, lately I've been doing a lot of products and apps. In fact, we've talked about a couple of them on today's show. So this product here, or sorry, rather this app um, is called the Envision Body. If you're struggling to stay in shape, which is a big problem of, of training regimens, you know, you start off with good intentions and then, ah, you know, that one ice cream at 10 o'clock at night and maybe a bad weekend of partying. So what it does is it actually tries to show you using AI and your phone's cameras what training will do for you. So when you can see the goal, you know, the science always says if you can see that output, if you've seen people that go through the program, or even if you're going through the program yourself and you start to see those results, it motivates you. So you can actually see what you would look like with less weight or more muscle mass in real time. 
Um, and then it gives you the work. I say, you know what, Brett, I really like that. Um, select, and then you obviously start working towards it. So it will help you with with diets and and uh, um, uh, regimes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that pretty much brings me to the end of the show. I don't think there was anything that I had in here that I didn't chat about um, that I wanted to that I think I left out. I did fast forward some of my slides. Um, yeah, again, Alex, be great to to catch up with you, mate, when you're back. Well, I know we'll catch up when you're back. Um, and I think I always have the uh, featured product on the SME mall. Um, this one I did actually feature then last year. I just thought it's back to school. We did mention the new Next Paper um, tab 10S that's coming out. This is the current tab 10S that was launched at the end of last year. We've got back to school. I've had a few people saying to me, do I get a Windows machine? Do I get a Chromebook? Do I, or do I get an iPad or do I get an Android tablet? You know, again, it will obviously depend on the school and what the, the school requires. I think in, you know, first and primary school, they require tablets. And I think in secondary school, they require laptops. So if you're going to go the tablet route, please have a look at the TCL tab 10S. Go to the smemall.org, type in tab, and you'll find the link to take it there. Recommended retail price is $3.99. I looked this morning um, through the merchant. It's actually $3.95. So, yeah, save five bucks, get it ready for in back, to, back in time for back to school. And I think uh, that pretty much takes us to the end of the show. So hopefully next year I will be at CES and actually cover the show. In fact, I'll probably do a live show from there. Um, but that's another year away. I'm still trying to get to Mobile World Congress because for me, you know, mobile has always been the big thing. I'm really, really missing um, that part of the show. Uh, sorry, that 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 event uh, it used to be a, an annual trip for me but i guess that's it for now so until next time keep your screens clean and your love shiny